Facebook, I'm on the air. Blog Talk Radio. Let's get lost in a better place. Pick up a bird, travel through time and space. So much to learn, so much to see. A chance to escape reality. Open your mind and your heart. Gain new knowledge, get a fresh new start. MJ Network will bring you there. So let's talk about it when life and on the air. Good evening, can't believe I'm saying that. Good evening, everyone. This is Fran Lewis. Yes, it's 5 o'clock. Don't be surprised. And Rachel and Michael are here from Trinity House Entertainment.inc. And their new song, I will always, I'll be there for you. Oh, my God. If you haven't listened to it, what are you waiting for? This is absolutely great. I'll be there for you. And I keep listening to it because I really need to. So, hi, Rachel. Hi, Michael. And welcome to MJ Network after my sister, Marsha Joyce. And we're so excited to be back. We just want to say hello to everyone. And we're really looking forward to our conversation today. Me too. You know, with this world at times so divided and that horrible virus that refuses to leave, that has caused so much sorrow and despair, the words and message, I'll be there for you, are powerful. How did you decide on this message? Because I listened to the song about 12 times already, played it for a whole bunch of people because I felt like it, and I just (laughs) wanted people to understand, how did you decide on the message for this one? And also, the pictures were perfect. Seriously. Mm. Thank you. Well, believe it, believe it or not, there's there's a verse in the Bible that's uh, Joshua one nine, and the verse says, "Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go." And we wanted to get that message out in the song, and that's kind of what started the whole idea of this song. Because mm-hmm. we ourselves believe that God and Jesus are always with us whether it's good times or bad times. And in our faith and that belief, even when hard times come upon us, it's, they're there to help us get through. And, you know, in the video, like you mentioned on the pictures, we yeah. show the yes or moments in our life that represent God helping us through. We picked mm-hmm. moments in our lives where bad things may happen. But the point is that even in those times, God will be there. And, you know, there's, um, there's a well-known poem that I'm sure a lot of people know about called Footprints, where a man is walking on the beach with Jesus yeah. and says, uh, He says, I noticed, I noticed at one point there's only one set of footprints in the sand. Why did you leave me? And he said, I didn't mm-hmm. leave you. That's when I carried you. I know. It's, it's, it's like, this is so inspirational. I mean, seriously. There's so many messages in this song. You could get lost in it. <laughs> so glad. So glad. And we have, a, we have a very special listener. I think you know who that is. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. Okay. Now, this, this, this hits home. I can't say who. People have lost jobs. The will to go on. Yeah. And when you write, win or lose, I'll be there for you. It's powerful. What are five ways people can rise above a loss? Because actually, 
it's it's sad because people are losing their jobs. I mean, I see it. I hear it every single day. Um, mm-hmm. People call and say, you know, do you need this or do you need that? How do you deal with that? Yeah. You know, I mean, um, I'll just say this. I mean, from personal experience, I've lost jobs, you know, through my career, my 20-year career. I've lost a few. So I understand that it's very challenging right now. Um, the good mm-hmm. side of it is there are a lot of jobs out there now that people are starting to reopen and rehire. But it is really hard. Change in general is really hard. But we did put together a couple of things, you know, five different ways that people can try to think about rising above any type mm-hmm. of a loss. You know, and the first thing that we would suggest, just from our personal experience, is to get to know God, that we can try as human beings to create our own path and try to do things that we want to do, but we wind up setting ourselves up for possibly failure when if we were Mm -hmm. to choose the path that God wants for us, plans that he has for us, it could go much smoother. I'm not saying it's always perfect because we're not living in a perfect world, but Mm -hmm. if you get to know God, then you can learn what that plan is for you because it says in the Bible that I, I have the plans for you. And he knows his plans better than we know for ourselves. So, And in, in the end, usually if we follow his path, even, even in the beginning if we don't feel mm-hmm. that it's something we want to do or something that we feel comfortable with, when we follow it and work through it at the end, we realize it's where we want to be and it brings us a lot of peace and joy. Yeah. No, and, I, I agree with you. I get up every morning, and if you know, no matter how I feel, and I look at the sky and I go, God, I know you're going to make me feel better. And and, I, really, and I know and you're going to. It's gonna... not easy. It's not easy, yeah. you know, because there's a there's a lot of you know we tend to think negative things more than positive yeah. things, but that's why if we focus on another thing, Michael and I wanted to share is just looking around and being thankful for what you do have, because. People may yeah. take for granted what is available for them, you know, and so. I think uh, I think in the United States, people don't realize how many things they have and how much they have around them mm-hmm. compared yep. to compared to a lot of other countries. And you know, if we stop and look at some of these other countries and how poor they live, you know, and start to be thankful for all the things we have. And then we start to realize how much an abundance we have. And um, that thankfulness, when you're thankful to God, God loves a thankful heart, you know, and he blesses a thankful heart. We believe that. And we've, we've had many blessings over the years because of, because of being thankful for what we have. Well, this, this next one will combine two questions. We were just talking about hard times are here and God can help us through. But the line I love the best in the whole, in the song is, I'm the light that guides you. Could you explain that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just so perfect, that that line, that that particular line in the song. I am the light that guides you. you know, it's um, inspired from God's words in the Bible, John 8:12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows mm-hmm. me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And that is what God and Jesus are. They are the light that guides us and brings us through the darkness and away from the darkness. 
that, 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 is, that is so true. It's so beautiful, though. But the other thing is that and sometimes, you know, you know, you talk to God and you get a look up on this guy and all of a sudden you get a chill. So you, I, to me, that means he heard me. It's like all of a sudden you get like a, a chill or a warmth or something. And it's the same thing when I speak to my sister. I go, did you hear me? Are you going to stop the rain today? Are you going to make me feel better? You just, you can't, you just, you know, how do we know that we're never alone wherever we go? That's the other line that I love. There's, uh, there's, you know, back to uh, understanding God. Um, you know, it's important to understand how God works, you know, because a lot of people think that if you, that you pray for things, you pray because, you know, you want a job, you pray because you want, and, um, they kind of treat him like a short order cook that's taking orders for mm-hmm. us, and he's just writing them down and saying, oh, let me get that for you right away. And um, this is where we have to know that God has plans for us, and if we understand those plans, it gives us a direction to go. And that's why it's so important to get to know God, because he gives you that direction. And when you start to follow that direction, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that there's not going to be any bumps in the road, but it's gonna, he, he's going to help you over those bumps, and it's going to get you to a place that is much, a much better place for you. And it, um, God's answer is not always what we uh, going to be right in front of our eyes. He's not going to make something appear in front of us. Sometimes mm-hmm. it will be a, strange, a stranger uh, or that says, hey, I heard something, you know, someone's hiring, or it's a loved one that calls you out of the blue and asks you how you are. Um, so, you know, he he works through people, too. So Be open to seeing those. Yeah, you have to be open hearing. to seeing. It's not always a sign in the sky. It could be just yeah. from your interactions, like Michael was saying, between people. Somebody stops you on the street, you know, and um, I heard a woman tell a story of how she was taking her dog out for a walk, and a jogger passed her by, and she was just crying before she took the dog out. And the jogger stopped and looked at her and said, God wanted me to tell you that he loves you. And she was very emotional from that moment, and the woman kept jogging and left. And sometimes he uses people to help us in our lives to find jobs, find homes, find, you know, the loves of your life. You just have to be open to it. Well, the weirdest thing happened, I was walking out of the beauty parlor last week, and this lady stopped me and said, oh, I love the way your hair looks. It's so pretty, those colors. I don't know who it was. Never saw her before. <laughs> and I said, I really like I really like what you're wearing, too. And it was just like, that was just so nice. Because, you know, when you feel that like you're down, nice. and, and some stranger comes over to you. I it was in... Um, in the Target, no one of the stores, a Rite Aid, and somebody said to me, where did you get that? I go, where did I get what? Where did you get the sneakers? Oh, wait a minute, I want the same ones. It's like, you know, you just don't know. You know, so. something else about what you had asked us, how do we know we're never alone? And yeah. um, there is a Bible phrase, Matthew 6, 6, that says, when you pray, go into mm-hmm. your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So part of faith is believing without seeing. And if you see, then how can you have the faith? Then you know and you know all and, and that's it. But I like I like to compare having faith in God to having faith that every time you wake up in the morning you're gonna breathe because yeah. You know, unless it's, 
unless there's steam in the air, you don't see air, but you take for granted that it's there and you get get up in the morning and you breathe and you live throughout your day breathing, not even thinking twice about it. And, you know, that's how we look at God. You know, we wake up every morning knowing he's there, even though he's unseen, and we go throughout the day working with him. Yes, and if you get in that quiet place without distraction, Michael and I were just talking about this yesterday, and, Michael, you were saying that we don't realize how many distractions we have in our home from our electronics to the TV to did I turn the oven off, who's outside, you know, you hear the cars. But if you take that moment to just be silent, you'll start to hear those thoughts, those whispers that you think are your thoughts. But you'll start to hear God. Now, there's a difference between hearing God and hearing something that's not God. So people may call it Satan or the devil. But you have to be really understand this because you don't want to take direction from the wrong thing. And it's very easy to tell the difference because God is there to help you. Whereas the other will make you feel jealousy, pride as motivation, um, mm-hmm. negative things to motivate you. So that's very important because in that silence, you'll start to hear. Yes, God is love. So whatever he says to us will be out of love. And it's not going to be out of getting things or, or uh our status quo or any of those things. It's going to be purely out of love. So if it's a, mm-hmm. it's not a message purely out of love, then you know it's not coming from God. Yes. Well, here yeah. we go. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. Oh, oh where's, my, where's my stupid thing? My, my computer. Okay, behave yourself, computer. Don't do that. I told you, behave. <laughs> Ever so often, I, I typed a review the other day. It was a beautiful book, and it disappeared. And I felt so bad, and I, I, I figured out how to write it. It's a good thing I write it on my notepad. So here we go. I'll be there for you. It says Jesus official video, and you have to – too bad you can't see the the pictures, but I'm going to play it right now, and hopefully my phone will behave and we'll be able to hear it.
powerful and so beautiful thank you and I I know each each picture is so wonderful but when you said before out of nowhere someone just comes into your life the two the guy when he sees his friend that was that was like oh my god that is so beautiful that out of nowhere yeah and he said he was just praying about it so you know yeah, yeah in the video 
So, you know, the, with what's going on in the world today, and I listen, and we lost our car in the pandemic. And I said, oh, it could gosh. be worse. Yeah, we did. We lost our car. Everybody in this building lost a car or two cars because of the flood. Oh, with the flooding. And last night mm. we, we found out why <laughs> we lost it. It seems that um, the diner that I love, I don't know, something happened from there that caused part of the flooding and the golf course, and they were talking about it. And, I, oh, you know, wow. I, I said, okay, this is horrible. People lost a lot. Some people lost more than that. I lost clothes, too, and I said it could be replaced because it's just things. And a car, mm-hmm. it's, it's sad. But we were blessed because we were able to get one in three days. Otherwise, I don't know how oh, it would have gone. Yeah, because car services are expensive, I can tell you. But people have given up. So how does someone learn not to give up with what's going on? And the other line I love is when words are spoken, how can someone get past them? And that girl, I understand because when I was younger, people used to say, you look like this, you look like that. And after a while I went like, that's all right, you can think what you want and I'll think about who I really am. So how do you get past yeah. those, those those mean people? Uh, I mean, I taught for 36 years, and no one was ever mean to anybody, and no one would dare say anything nasty to anybody. But how do you deal with that as a person? Somebody walks over to you and says, well, I don't like what you're wearing. You look like you're overweight. Well, how do, how do you deal yeah. with that? Yeah. Well, you know, we want to talk about that because in yeah. we're going we're gonna to talk about how can someone learn not to give up. I think you asked that. We're going to talk about that first. But I do know when it comes to negative people yeah. or when people are saying things that it's it's escalated recently because it was social media I think people feel more comfortable to just say how they feel because they're not in front of your face but we'll talk about that with how can someone learn not to give up I think the reason why people might give up so fast is because they tend to look at how far they still have to go instead of how far that they have gotten already and, mm-hmm. you know, as human beings, we usually set very high goals for ourselves. And when we don't reach them, we get disappointed, and that's where you start to spiral into this negative thinking. And there's a lot of things that, that are going to happen in this world really, really hard. And we lean on each other for that support, our friends and our family. Then small steps, very small steps, then we'll start to feel a little better. If when we wake up in the morning or we make a promise to ourselves that we'll call someone or we'll, you know, small, small steps. Um, I said this to my family before. Uh, when they've been down, I, I ask them to make a list of all mm-hmm. the wonderful things in their life that they're thankful for and all the problems that they have and see what list is bigger because usually problems uh, revolve around finances or revolve around a job. And so it's kind of the same thing. So if you have problems with bills or problems with not having enough money or then it's kind of the same thing. It's about finances. If you have problems with a person at your job or your job in itself or getting your hours cut, it's all the same thing. It's your job. But we start to separate those problems and it becomes something so big that we feel that there's this huge weight on our shoulder because we've made all one problem into 20. And we start, we stop thinking about all the positive things we have in our life and, and, you know, the everyday things that we take for granted, our home, heat, air conditioning, hot water, cold water, food, you know, we, we start 
forgetting about those because we've made such a big bubble out of this one problem turning into 20. Um, and so it's just learning how to condense your problems and realize they're not as big as they, they really are. And, and really, I mean, if God created the earth and everything on it, then I think he could probably help you through your problems that you're having because I don't think it's even close to uh, the, the creation of the world and the things that he's done for us in, in this world. Well, how do we There's teach a, that to kids? How do we teach that to teenagers to be nice to each other? How do we teach it to kids going to school? Um, you know, kids can be really I, you mean. Know, a lot of that. A lot of that starts at home. I mean, parents yeah. have to explain to their kids. You know, if if your kids are bullying people, you know, you need to let them know how does it feel when I bully you, or how does it feel when I yeah. say 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 things to you like I don't like your drawing, I don't like what your homework looks like, I don't like, you know. And and there has to be a positive reinforcement at home so that when the children go to school, they they want to positively reinforce people at school. So, you know, sometimes bullying starts at home because if a child feels bullied at home, then they go to school yeah. with that negative thought and they take it out on others. So, you know, it starts in the household and goes from there. And um, so it's uh, hopefully, you know, it, it can be something that, a positive spark at home that's that changes that you know and if if parents are positive and their their kids are going into school and bullying then they need to find out who the kids are hanging out with because usually it comes from the kids that they're with and if the kids are with their bullies or that mm-hmm. they you know they're are negative kids then they need to start to choose their friends more wisely and stop hanging out with people like that mm-hmm. Well, I find also, I just reviewed a book. It's it's really interesting. It's called I Don't Want to Turn Three. And I started to read it, and I'm saying, like, this this, this book is for people, everybody. There's a little boy that thought it was really cool to take all of his cousins' toys after they played with them. He just hid them. But when his birthday mm-hmm. came, yeah, when his, I said, oh, this is sending a bad message. When his birthday came, his cousin found out where he put all the toys. And rather than, and I thought this was great, rather than yell, the father sat everybody down and told them to tell him, tell Jordan, how do you feel about what happened, what he did. And they talked about it, and they, he understood that what he did was not very nice, and that sharing and being kind is better. And I said, you know, this is written for little kids, but the author really had some great insight. He thought my review had even more insight, because I realized this was perfect for even adults that walk in, you walk into a store and they go, well, you know, I don't like what you're wearing. Or, I, don't, I, I, I wish I had everything you had. Well, if you have your health, you have everything, let me tell you. That, that, that's beside yeah. the point. So differences in opinions and matters that tear families apart or friends apart in the world, I mean, how do we focus on the positives? I mean, because it bothers me. I can't say who in my immediate family is not talking to who. It bothers me that I'm trying to figure out how do I get everybody back together. Why does that happen, and how can we get people to focus on the good and the positive and realize that before it's too late, you need to straighten it out? Yeah. Well, you know, um, I'm sure anybody that's listening would realize that 
when you do something good for someone and you see that you lit up their their face or you you put a smile on their face or when mm-hmm. you say something positive that lights someone up and makes them smile and feel good you feel good inside and what people aren't understanding is when you portray negative or put negative out there and make someone feel bad it affects you inside even though you don't think it does it does and it and it darkens you inside and the more negative you do and the more bad things you have to say the more it darkens you inside and after a while it gets to a point where people recognize that you're a dark figure and they don't want to be around you they don't mm-hmm. see the light in you and so then you don't have any good people around you because they don't want to be around you because you're you know you just you know, are very negative. And when you're positive, people want to flock towards you because they see that light in you and they want to be around that, you know, especially nowadays. You know, if you have light in you and you have that positive effect on people, people want to be around you. They want to befriend you, you know. And if they want to befriend you because you're negative, it's because they're negative too. So they want to join in on the party of negativity, you know. So... It's all in it's all in the people that you keep around you and the type of people that you're around, you know. If you if you want to be positive, you want to have a positive life, then be around positive people and treat them positively. You know, if you want a negative life, then hang around negative people and treat them all crap, like crap, you know. And it's just that's that's how it is, you know. And if you have a godly heart, then you're going to treat people good. And if you don't and you live in this world which is run by Satan, then you're going to be negative and you're going to not care about other people and their feelings. So, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, to talk about, there's a phrase in the song that we say, whether you mm-hmm. win or lose, that God will yeah. be there for you. And winning, it's important to understand because winning is not the purpose of our life. Living in God's will is. And, you know, if you think about, we all have, ambitions and desires that are purposefully planted in our heart by God. And why do you think every person in this world has a different hope, a different passion, different perspective? It's like a fingerprint that God's planted in your heart, what your purpose is. And if you let God know that you will trust in him, he will help you make all the righteous moves through your life. And that counts with how you think and treat other people because we in Instinctively think in the less than fifth of a second, we have instinctual thought about somebody based on mm-hmm. what they say to us, based on what we see from them or what we read from them. But when you have God in your life, you're able to take a step back and before you react, this is where that kindness can come in. Mm-hmm. And before you react, think about it. I mean, Jesus even said, and everybody knows this, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And that's part of our human frailty is that we don't realize it sometimes until after we do it and we go, oh, gosh, I didn't mean to do that. Or some people don't even realize that they're doing it, which is where you have the friction in the family. And like your book that you just brought up, you need to sit down and have some of that closure and understand, why don't you like me? Why don't you want to talk to me? As a family unit, maybe you can do those things. With some people, you can't. And you have to learn when not to throw pearls to the swine and move forward and not keep trying with someone that it's not going to work with and let God do his work. The, the, the hardest thing, though, even... no, go ahead. 
Uh, it even says it talks in the Bible about families the most difficult to get through to. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason for that is, you know, family sees as you grow up the your conquering and your failures, and they judge you by what you do in your life. Mm-hmm. And you know, as a kid, you do you get into plenty of stupid things. I mean, that's what kids do. But when your family sees that. It's in the back of their minds. So when they look at you today, no matter how successful you got, no matter how how well you're doing, no matter how positive a person you are, they always judge you by those things in the back of their mind that they saw as you grew up. And it's horrible be, be, because they should be judging you as the person you are today and who you are today, not who you are from your past experiences or failures. And it's it's really important that we understand that because if you can see the person that you're in front of today mm-hmm. truly, then your relationship will be so much different with them. I and mean, look, it, it even talks about what would I do, what would Jesus do? I think there's a, there's a series on Pure Flix on TV, WWJD, you know, all the – younger generation of, of Christians know, what would Jesus do? What would God do? You ask yourself, what would God do? The ultimate thing God did is give us his son to forgive us and to forgive us of all of our sins. Now, that's all of our sins, no matter what it is, from a thought to any mm-hmm. sin that you can think of. And this is, it says it in the Bible, and you correct me, Michael, because I don't, forgive me, I don't know exactly what the phrase is, but he says, I'll forgive you and throw the sins from the farthest reaches of the earth east to west, right? And this, if we want to, to be kind to other people, this is personal. I, tr- I try to think about, okay, what, what would God do in this situation, okay? So this person just said something mean to me or is talking about me behind my back. I do. I think about it. I think about what just happened to them that made them do this. Where did they just come from? What, what happened to them, you know, in their life or in the past week? And I say, you know what? Or what did I do? What can I do better? And it's not, you know, sometimes there's things you can fix, and sometimes things are out of your control, right? Is yes. that something you were... Yes. Kill, kill them with kindness works a lot of the time. Um, you know, because somebody could be having a bad day or a bad week or a bad month, and, you know, if they're rude to you or they have something bad to say or they're negative, mm-hmm. you know, when you say something kind to them, it could change their whole aspect of things. And I'm, I'm sure all of us have been through that where we've had a bad day and somebody said something nice to us mm-hmm. and it just changed our whole outlook and our thought process. And that's a big thing that people can do, you know, to just realize if you're loving to someone, they're going to respond back to you 90% of the time in a positive way. Now there are people out there that won't, but mm-hmm. there are more people that will than won't. And um, that's what people need to understand, you know. If you if you get rejected by one person, there's probably five others that won't. So don't let that one person stop you from being kind and loving to everyone else. No, I agree with you. You know what the hardest thing is, though? I went into one of the, the bakery, and I said, to, everybody was talking about what they lost in the, in the hurricane and stuff. So someone said to me, what did you lose? I said, I lost my poor car. Oh, my poor car. I mean, I didn't get yeah. crazy. I, I said, oh, but thank God we're going to be able to get another one. And someone, I won't say who, said, oh, well, you know, that's no big deal. You can replace it. 
I said, that's very true, I can. I said, but, you know, sometimes you have to understand that it bothered me that I lost the car. And she said to me, well, you know, this is my business. I said, well, your business seems to be doing okay. I said, I realize that you're, I'm sorry that your basement got flooded. I said, but look at it this way. You and your family are okay. You were blessed by not getting hurt. You didn't have a problem. Your car didn't overturn, and you're able to come to work the next day. I said, and eventually, I'm sure it'll work out. She didn't know what to answer me. Because yeah. Yeah. being mean yeah. just, is just not it. But how do you, how, the hardest thing for me is that someone hurts you. Well, you know why. And how do you forgive someone that actually did something to you to cause you more pain than anything else? How do you how do you get get to say, okay, it's okay? How do you forgive someone that does something to you that you know can't be fixed? You know, I've said this before on your on your radio station and I keep this in my heart. Yeah, at that's all why time. I said it's hard. Yeah. Um you know, when they persecuted Jesus and they kept, they picked Barabbas over Jesus to free and they nailed him to a cross and hung him, all the horrible things they did to him before that, you know, to whip him and to spit on him mm-hmm. and punch him, these are all people that he prayed with, that he mm-hmm. ate dinner with, that he healed their uh, members of their families. He did all these things with them, and now they're condemning him to death. And on the cross, he said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And and I'm, my thought is, if he could forgive those people for all the horrific things they did for him before he was uh, – and, and being nailed to the cross and, and dying on the cross, if he could forgive them for all that, then who am I to not forgive someone for doing wrong to me? And it always that always sticks in my heart because I'm not above God. I'm not above them. And so I have to – as a good Christian, a good individual, a good God-loving person, be forgiving. Because, first of all, mm-hmm. it, if I'm not forgiving, all I'm doing is to hold something negative inside. And every negative thought you hold inside drags you down. And when you release that negative thought you, and that negative feeling, it feels so much better, you know. And even if the person doesn't respond in a positive way, you've released it, so you're not holding on to it. And, you know, most most people don't realize that you're holding a grudge or you're holding anger in because something had happened, and so you're not really affecting them. You're affecting yourself. You're right, and it could take, it could take a toll on your health, too, let me tell you. Yes, absolutely. So all of a sudden you feel tired, you feel your chest bothers you, whatever, and after a while you say to yourself, it's just not worth it. I, I have to right. believe that, that 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 there's good in something. I mean, there's good in everybody. I don't believe that everybody's evil. I can't believe that. But then there's well, some people that prefer at, to they, they prefer to have that persona. But I can't believe that everybody you know, that goes, is evil. No, I mean it goes back to free will, and yeah. you know and these are very these are these are controversial topics that we're speaking about because it's very hard for some yeah. people to forgive, and when you think yeah. about some of the horrific things that happen in this world, there's mm-hmm. a lot of questions about why doesn't God stop it? Why didn't God stop it from happening? And we have to start to understand, and this is, you know, from me coming to learn and bring Jesus in my life, I've started to understand this a little bit, but that people make those choices. God cannot make the choices for people. That's why we have free will. God gave us 
free will. So, you know, when when parents force their children to get good grades or force them to yeah. go to college or, or force them to do things, they become rebellion to that parent. And God being our father, our ultimate father, doesn't want us to become rebellion to him by forcing us to do things. Or resent him. Yes, yeah. yeah, so he gives us the free will to choose right or wrong, good or bad, and we have that choice. And he can guide us with people around us, like we talked about earlier in the conversation, to help us make the right decisions, to help stop us from doing the bad things. But he can't stop because ultimately he's given us free will to make those decisions, to make those choices. And unfortunately, there are people that listen to the evil side of themselves and do evil things. And it's a horrible thing. And it's horrible that uh, people get hurt that are good people. But it's not God's fault. It's the person who chose to do that. They chose to listen to the devil instead of God and do evil. And there's things that happen that we cannot explain. Michael and I do not have all the answers to any of this. Anything we're sharing is just from our personal experiences in our lives that we've gone through. And, you know, there are mysteries that can't be understood. There's things that happen that that we don't, you know. You do wonder. You know what I do know, did start doing? Um, Every day I try and do a kindness for someone. But so that I don't forget what it is, I have a thing on my phone that's called a notepad. I don't know if people have it. And every day I write down what I want to do to make somebody happy, whether it's to post a review or to um, read a book and just review it and tell somebody what I think about it. Um, And I learned something else, too. There are so many. We're going to do this on November 2nd. We're going to talk about um, there are going to be five voices. We're going to talk about how they rate a book and review it. And my thing is I don't write a negative review. There's so much negative in the world that if I don't find something positive but the book isn't like three and a half, four stars, I'll write a summary and I won't review it because I don't want to write anything negative because somebody worked hard to write those words, and maybe I don't think that they're wonderful or the way he put it together, but somebody else will. So every day I try and do a kindness for someone and say something kind. How can your song guide people to do more understanding and kind? And before we end in a few minutes, I'm going to play it again because I want everybody really to hear it and listen to the words and understand it. And I want everybody to listen to the video, too, and read it and watch it. Well, I'm hoping that our song will spark something in them to open up the Bible and get to know God better because, you know, that's the big thing is getting to have a relationship with him, you know, so that you understand that he is our father and he's all loving and he wants what's best for us. Um, so we're hoping that all of any of our music or our blogs or any messages we put out there all do the same thing, that they guide people to God so that they can have a better life through him because God, God's plans are better than any plan man can make for himself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when we follow those plans, he doesn't want us to be harmed. He doesn't want us to be in a bad place. He wants us to be happy. And he wants us to have peace in our lives and in our hearts. And even, even in, in his plan, it's not, there are, you know, there's always going to be bumps in the road because in this world, it's mm-hmm. not per, a perfect world. You know, we don't live in Eden. So there's always going to be bumps in the road because there's bad people in the world and there's bad things that happen. And there's, mm-hmm. there, there's always going to be that challenge. But God, 
you know, being on God's path is going to make it so much easier to get through them. And God does say, and he promises this, in Jeremiah 29:13, he says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all mm-hmm. your heart. So that if people are inspired by this video to think, I would love to have a relationship with God. Well, he is waiting. And when you seek him, you will find him. You may not find him in the ways that a human brain may think. God Mm -hmm. will appear in front of you and hug you, and I am your Lord. But he will reveal himself to you in a way that you will know in your heart when you seek him. No, I agree with you. It's just so every every panel, every part of every word, every um, stanza, every line in this song sends a different kind of message, but it's a positive message, and, and that's what bothers me. I mean, you, uh, Michael said something very true before. There are people whose parents, and I know, and I tried to explain that to somebody the other day, that, oh, my daughter has to get 100 on the test. I said, she has to do the best she can because you're pressuring her, and that's why... She gets so nervous when she goes to school and gets migraines. That's not the way you teach somebody. They do, mm-hmm. and they live up to their own potential, and she's trying really hard. And instead of saying to her, you did very well on that test, so what if you got a 95? It's okay. doesn't matter. You tried your very right. best. The pressure is, and she said to me, she said, well, she's got to get 100 because everybody else did. I said, no, she's not everybody else. She's who she is. I said, you know, and I know how that feels because I know if I didn't get 100 on a test, if I got 99, for truth, my mother made me write the test over five times until I got it right. She did. She was tough, mm-hmm. and she believed in perfection. And after a while, I would say to her, Mom, this is who I am. I'm not perfect, but I do my best. And when I said that, she finally heard me. And I said, I will always get A's and try my best, but sometimes the teacher's going to take a point off. Oh, well. You, you know, mm-hmm. you can't right. expect the pressure was like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> So what are some acts of kindness? I mean, I walk up to people and just say, good morning, and how are you? Or it's nice to see you, or I haven't seen you in a while. There was a lady in my building, and I said, oh, I haven't seen you. I'm so glad you're okay. It was in the bakery. I mean, what are some (laughs) nice things that we could say to someone? And it's very hard to take a negative person, whatever. I mean, I did that to somebody last week, and I said to her, you know, you're really very pretty. You should smile. And she did. There's three I mean, simple words. God loves yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. You know, when, uh, with social media, it, it has become such a yeah. fiasco because, mm-hmm. you know, it gives, it gives positive people a chance to say positive things, but also gives pe- negative people a chance to say negative. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, there's negative people out there that they see something positive and they want to pounce on it. And mm-hmm. you see that happening in our society, through our government all the way down, where, you know, they're they're trying to pounce on something positive. And it's almost like it's good is turned into bad and bad is turned into good. And positive is turned into negative and negative turned into positive. And, you know, we need to try to flip that around as a society and start seeing good for good and bad for bad. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it starts with small messages. It starts with, a smiley face, a kind, just a simple kind little, word. Tiny little thing. It a goes simple act, yeah. And I think it's important to also know and mm-hmm. to remember that it does say in the Bible, in Ephesians, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, 
but against the principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. All of these things that are happening right now between people yeah, is a spiritual battle right now. And, and the thing is, is that while it's not our battle to fight, it is our responsibility to defend and live the word of God and that to put our full armor on. I know Michael's favorite a Bible phrase is Ephesians, the full armor of God. If anybody doesn't know it, look up Ephesians, the full armor of God. You can Google it. It takes two seconds because everybody has an armor that they wear. And we are all the a Lord's warriors. We all can be warriors. And the Lord's servant, it says in Timothy, Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, which I know that we were just discussing may not be easy at times, be able to teach, not resentful, um, gently instruct in the hope that God will grant repentance, leading them to the knowledge of the truth, and that they'll come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. And that's why we were trying to explain in the beginning that there are. it is like having a little angel and a little devil on your shoulders. And when mm-hmm. you hear God in your heart, you will know that it is God. And when you know, you know, sometimes... Go ahead. I can talk a little more about that. Sorry. Um, I, just, I just want to real quick go back to um, what we were talking about, about, you know, when, when negative things happen or, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, our life is all about, like Rachel said earlier, baby steps, you know, and you have to take one step forward. And, you know, so many people, when they have something negative happen, they just stop in their tracks and they feel lost. And, uh, I want to do. I want to give a comparison of Rachel and I have done. This is our twelfth song, I think. And you know, we go we go back and we listen to some of our older songs we released, and we cringe, and, but we laugh about it because it was, it's been a learning experience. You know, um, we we curate everything ourselves, and it's been a learning experience. And so to go back and listen to some of the older songs and the way we rec- recorded them, it's. We could say, "Oh my God, we're horrible." It sounds, or or we can just kind of laugh it off because it's been a learning experience, and we know that it's a plan that God has for us to continue doing what we're doing to spread His word, and so, in in that trust in Him, He has allowed us to accumulate a lot of things, a lot of knowledge to better what we're doing, and. So now we look and we say, thank you, God, for these blessings. Thank you for allowing us to use our God-given talent to praise you and to make it better and better each time. And, um, I mean, just going back to our old videos and what we do now, um, we're just so thankful that God has given us this opportunity and the know-how to do these things. And it's, well, I just want you to know that I listen to your old videos. I do. And I play them. No, I'm serious. And Rachel knows my favorite one is you're going to make it. When I feel like the whole world is going to crash on my head, I listen to your words and then go like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to make it. It's not. I'm not going to fall down. It's going to be fine. I, I listen. Yeah. I listen to all of them. I do. I go on your website and I say, okay, I'm going to start with number one, number two, and number three. And the there was one that you just did. Um, you don't have to wait. That's beautiful too. So what? We have about five minutes. What's next? What are you going to work on next? Because I can't wait to get yeah. it Well, I'll tell you something. When we we were writing music, we got um Michael got a bass guitar now, and oh, nice. coming up with some really cool bass riffs. And that I think, and you hear a bass 
in the song that we were talking about today. So uh-huh. the next few songs, we have a bunch of different songs we're working on, but they're, they've got some cool bass riffs in them that help to inspire some of the other melodies and chords and instruments for the song. So a little funkier, I think. I but think the media needs to stop talking also because the media is very negative. So I stopped listening to the news because I don't, I don't want to yeah. hear all the the horrible things and and things. Because if people really listen and look at what happened in Cuba with those poor people that wanted just to have their freedom, I helped my niece write a paper on that. We did a video on that to show people that they are lucky to be here. And what happens over there, they don't need to, to be like that. But this is like... Do you have a title for the next one, or when am I going to get it, or when is it going to be out so I know <laughs> when to put we're you in my schedule? We're still coming up with it. We, we're still figuring it out. So. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, songs kind of uh, partial, partially done, so we're we're still working on the next one, and there's a lot a lot of work to do on it. But once... We got a little vocal booth in the house, too, yeah. so we have um, just trying to make it a little... Christopher. It's our quiet vocal booth, meditation booth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you see what it looks looks like, a little outhouse inside the house. <laughs> so where can everybody get your music besides YouTube and download it and buy it and have it forever, like me? Well, they can go to trinityhouseentertainmentinc.com. And go to our music page, and everything is on there. Uh, there's mm-hmm. an Amazon, there's Amazon links. There's um, Spotify, Spotify, uh, i iPhone links. There's we're so, at 150 different distributors. So if you don't use any of those, you can find us there through yeah, Rachel and Michael. Any distributor that they use, if they look us up, Rachel and Michael, the artists, uh, Rachel and Michael, they'll find us on there. Well, I, I saw everything that you did this week, so I, I commented or liked it or something. I loved everything, really. I, I just, like, go through my – so some of the social media I just ignore, and sometimes I actually delete the the, the things because I don't want to see them. I don't want to see any negative. Yeah. I don't want to see you know anything, what whatever. That's a good – you know, so they can also come on to our Facebook group. Yeah. We have a community, and we're very careful yeah. to – Make sure that anybody who's in our community is inspiring, is uplifting, and that there's no bullying there. So they can feel safe. So anyone who's listening, come and join Trinity House Entertainment Inc.'s Facebook community page. And every day we send out messages that help to inspire through God's words. And a lot of times people have responded back saying, and they direct message us that this was something they needed to hear today, or they'll share it out with their friends and family. So we're always, you know, open to people posting on our community page and mm-hmm. sharing their thoughts, and then we post every day. Also, uh, if they are on YouTube watching the video, down at the bottom of the video there will be a link to each of the songs to purchase as well. That is good, but I want to thank you. This has been so inspiring and so wonderful, and when I get off, I'm going to play the song again because each (laughs) time I listen to the song, I get something else out of it, and it does make me feel better. No, seriously, it does make me a whole lot feel better. But I want to thank you. Um, Just let me know when you want to come on because I never realized how popular I am. You know, with the pandemic (laughs) and everything, the authors don't have a lot of book signings and stuff. So mm-hmm. I get very honored that they ask me to do 
all of their you know t- t- interviews. So on Monday we have DP Lyle. He works for um, does Law and Order and Criminal Minds. He does uh, some stuff for them, consulting. On the sixth we have a panel, and on the seventh, psychotherapist Dennis Palumbo and I are going to be talking about panic attacks to help people understand. Uh, even though the book mm-hmm. he wrote is Panic Attack, we're going to attack the topic, which I really thought was great. And on the 11th, yeah. Robert Dagoni, the world played te- play chess. I get a lot of people. I just didn't even, you know, it, it's just so nice when they, when they at the end of the interview, they'll say to me, I really enjoyed that. That was really insightful. Or thank you for doing it. And that alone make, makes it all worth it. Because I just do it because I want to do it, and that, which is, yeah, which is really great. Yeah, it is. It's nice. And you know what was really nice is that on August 25th, my professor from Lehman College, um, Dr. George Cavuto, came on, and we had a discussion. He made me part of the talking. It was the two of us. And we talked about the medicalization of education. And I am honored that he's coming on again in January to talk about um, perspectives and reading and how to uh, teach, assess children through problem solving. And he's the reason why I understand everything, because he taught me a lot. So I'm, like, really blessed. I was like, oh, my God, he actually remembered me. And he said, you were the number one student in my class that I made life miserable for because I expected you to always get good grades. I go, like, thank you so much. I remember that. <laughs> but it was, it, it's so important just to remember, just to say something nice and remember somebody in your life. But you guys are so special to me, and thank you so very much. And we have we Thank have a you. couple of listeners we have a couple of listeners here. So whenever you want to come on, I will make time for you. And only for you will I do five o'clock. Nobody else, <laughs> honest. Thank so everybody, you so much. Do, do an act of kindness and say something nice to somebody. And maybe this virus will realize you're negative. You don't belong here. We don't want you. Thank you so much, Rachel and Michael. <laughs> everybody have a blessed day. And God, thank you so much for bringing them in my life. Have a great day, and bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.